If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The pollen is... I wake up every morning and my eyes are glued together. I sneeze 15 times a day. I sound a bit congested. And I'm constantly tired all the time and my eyes are itchy. I think you said that, did you? No, you I can't remember. Eyes glued together and eyes itchy. Yeah, it's just been very high pollen count over the last few weeks, so I'm just a bit drowsy. I'm a bit like Celeste on the drugs. Yeah, on the Ambien. Yeah, Ambien. It is a nice name for a drug. Mm. Isn't it, though? Ambien. Ambiance. Ambien, nice. Um, I watched a bit of Glastonbury at the weekend. Yeah, what did you think? Who did you see? Well, um, Kylie was obviously great. Mm-hmm. And um, who else? Oh my God, I'm pulling a blank now. I saw a few people. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that the guy who sings the theme tune for Big Little Lies performed yeah. at Glastonbury. So oh, I saw him. He? Yeah, but I literally watched him just do that song. Every time the theme song comes on, I'm like, duh. Did you see our Hannah in the crowd at Glastonbury? I didn't. Not this time. Saw David Attenborough was there. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Huge crowd. Yeah. Brilliant. So that's gas. Hello and welcome to episode five of Big Little Shrine. I'm Rebecca. I'm Brendan. And our Hannah is away this week, somewhere exotic at a wedding. We're very jealous. Can't keep tabs on her. Oh my gosh, she's an international star. (laughs) Uh, This week we are discussing all things Big Little Lies, season two, episode four. But before we delve in, Brendan, what are you up to over the next few days? Tell us everything. What? Where are you going? What are you doing? You're heading off on your holidays. Yeah, I'm just going away for a few days. Well, I've come up with a hashtag for your holiday. <laughs> oh, go on. Okay, so your name's Brendan O'Loughlin. Mm-hmm. So I call you Ball, like Spag Ball. Ball, mm, your right. initials. Okay, your hashtag for your holiday has to be Ball Hall. Okay. What? So every anything you put up with, you won't put up anything because you hate social media. <laughs> yeah. But even if you like send me an update of like you with like a glass of sangria by the pool, I want you to say hashtag ball hall. Fan of the sangria, not a fan of the social media. 
no, but like, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And also this week in Dublin, which I wanted, I just, when I was watching Big Little Lies on Monday night, I kept thinking, wow, the sea looks so clean. It looks like it's gorgeous to swim in. And I was just thinking about the situation that's in Dublin at the moment. <laughs> All the beaches are closed because there's sewage. Yeah. Tell me a bit more about that. But, what, what is going on? You report on this type of thing every day, so I just want to know a bit more. So there's only one. This is really not interesting to anyone. <laughs> I think it is. I want to know where I can swim at the weekend. Nowhere, basically. <laughs> Don't get in. So basically, there's only one treatment plant for all of Dublin, and it's under constant pressure. So <laughs> it just basically it spews shit <laughs> into the sea quite a lot. But oh the people who are in charge go, no, it's actually grand. There's nothing wrong here. And you're like, I'm swimming in. Yeah. So there's two beaches that, that are closest to the plant that are closed. Well, if, permanently. Bonnie, if Bonnie was in Dublin, she wouldn't want to be walking into that water. No, my love. you wouldn't. No. Well, the contrast between Dublin and Monterey, that's how glamorous it is here during the summer. <laughs> and now that it's actually warm for a few days, apparently the smell is shite down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. You in the middle of the news. Oh, according to locals, the smell of shite down there. Well, uh, so this week on uh, the uh, this episode of Big Little Lies, we saw Celeste give Mary Louise a slap. Like, <laughs> like I can't. I can't. Because you can't look at her being anything other than Meryl. Like, I can't see past Meryl. No, I'm like, you slapped one of the most iconic actresses of our generation and many generations. She's iconic. I took the glasses off her face. <laughs> I thought the teeth were going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also on this week's episode, we saw Madeline's own daughter call her unhinged in the most very creative way, in the most creative fashion, I have to say. Yeah. It was done very well. Um, and obviously, the moment we've all been waiting for Renata threw Amabella a Studio 54 themed birthday party to try and help her panic attacks due to climate change. <laughs> I can't believe I actually just said that as a sentence. Um, so, Brendan, the episode was called She Knows. She Knows. Oh, she, she Knows. And you know all about it because you have the recap. Take it away. I do. So uh, the episode starts with Madeline having a nightmare, you know, a bit of a flashback to the night that Perry died again. At the, I can't remember. What was that called? It's called it mm, Night. Trivia Night. Trivia Night. Why couldn't I think of Trivia Night? I don't know. It is a bit weird. Like Yeah. Um, Madeline's hosting a pumpkin carving party with all the girls and their kids. Uh, Chloe tells one of the twins... So they're all sitting around like Madeline's big kitchen island, like all carving I'd their pumpkin. I'd love to be carving my pumpkin there. And one of Celeste's twins, um, Chloe tells them that uh, a, a gang could steal his carving knife and use it to kill somebody. And then Bonnie turns around to Chloe and says, there are no gangs in Monterey. And I love it because the camera lingers on Bonnie and Jane just a beat longer than it needs to. And mm. I'm like, bitch, you are the gang. <laughs> Out the back, Madeline's having uh, a cigarette to manage her stress. No, that Renata's her... like, you don't... Well, she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm smoking. She's like, you don't smoke. She's like, yeah, I'm trying to manage my stress. Her so. smoking the cigarette was like the way you see like 12-year-olds yeah. or 13-year-olds mitching class in school in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, I saw girls in my year in the bathroom having a puff. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, Renata says that Amabella's birthday party will be disco fabulous. Uh, Madeline says she doesn't know if her and Ed are still together. Um... Renata then tells them that the party starts at 2pm Saturday because she's got a weekend bankruptcy hearing. <laughs> oh my God. She didn't want a weekday one with all the penniless losers. I'm like, well, you're pretty penniless now yourself, love. 
Um, they then start talking about Gordon and Renata says, oh, you know, they lose your money and they cheat on you, but we stay with them anyway. And then Madeline's like, oh. you just said that out loud because obviously she's cheated on Ed. That was, but that, you know, we've all been there when you say something like that. You're like, I just couldn't do that. And yeah. then someone beside you is like, well. <laughs> Renata turns around to Jane and she's like, will you just stop me from talking like all the time? Uh, the doorbell goes. Ding dong. Madeline opens it to find Mary Louise standing <gasps> there with some baked goods. Unwanted. Again, she shows up everywhere. Life. What did we call her perfume last week? The apparition. The apparition. Yeah, she's yeah. back. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, Mary Louise says that the twins told her there was a pumpkin carving party and that it sounded fun. Madeline looks less than excited. <laughs> Mary Louise says uh, she can be gone in a flash if it's an imposition. Um, but Madeline says, sure, look, it, come in. Um, Mary Louise walks into the kitchen she's like I see I see two grandsons um, where's the third like, she's always put, she's like, always saying that it's just a bit much yeah you're like it's just so horrific because you're like your son raped Jane yeah like and what? also can you Ziggy's a young kid can you just give him a little time, time to, to process the whole thing that yeah. his dad isn't like it, it's just way too much like I really don't like Mary Louise now no she is a villain that would make even Miranda Priestley shake in her Prada heels. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just don't like her. She's just an interfering. I have, not a, nice I have another person. thing now. I think you know we'll go on to that in the theories. I'm going to write down the last directs right, of my notes. Right. Mm. Um. So this, interestingly enough, is unknown to Mary Louise, where she comes face to face with her son's killer for the first time. Yeah, and very subtly as well. Someone in the kitchen asks uh, Mary Louise if she's met Bonnie before. She's like, no, I don't believe I have. I was like, I'd, I'd remember her. She's beautiful. So that's the comment she makes. And The way she stares at her. Yeah. I just think she's suspicious of all of them now mm. anyway. Yeah. Um, Mary Louise tells Jane. She just turns around casually again in front of everyone. She's like, oh, Jane, I've like rented an apartment in your block. Like what? That's not normal behaviour. That is, it's too far. And then again, in front of all the kids, she's just like, oh, I'll take the boys for sleepovers. And Ziggy's like, oh, can I come too? And she's like, yeah, all of my three grandkids can. Like, stop. Um, So Celeste is like, what the fuck? And asks uh, Mary Louise to go out into the hallway. Tells her that she's breaking boundaries. Uh, Celeste is like, this feels perverse. She's like, it's so weird. She's like, you're moving in with your son's rape victim. And Mary Louise is like, I'm again, I'm not convinced that, um, you know, she was raped or that he's a rapist. There's so many questions. And then she basically suggests that if there's one woman, because she's not, you know, um, saying that Jane uh, was raped. She's, she's saying that she was a bit on the side. And she's saying, if there's one, there's more. And then suggests that maybe Perry was seeking refuge from Celeste. That is like, that, that was, it was, it was that moment, I think, was what caused so then what Celeste happens next. slaps Mary Louise so hard across the face that her glasses fly off. No, <laughs> like, you know, when you watch something, you're like, did that just happen? But also it made me laugh so much because I laughed I was shocked but laugh out of nervousness I was like oh my god but like she deserved it but then when she turned around then Mary Louise turns around and goes what should we call that foreplay that was the moment that I was like she no she's now another level I don't think we even realise what she's capable of yeah yeah like that's the, I think that's the point where I was like, oh, you're really just a nasty piece of work. Yeah. Um, Ed comes home late after the pumpkin carving party and Madeline's cleaning up. She says, um, he says, sorry, that uh, Madeline charges at every situation, but didn't charge when their relationship went wrong. She says the problem was with her, not with them. 
Celeste and Mary Louise meet up um, to obviously have a bit of a debrief over the slap. Yeah. Mary Louise says that she's concerned about the twins. Tell Celeste that she seems unwell and erratic. Celeste says she's fine. Then Mary Louise says, like, you hit me, hello. And explains that grief is meant to be shared and that she doesn't feel like they're sharing their grief. Um, back in Madeline's house, uh, her and Ed are chilling out the back. She suggests they go on this couple's retreat thing to a woods and he just kind of ignores her. She's like, And then she's like, oh, yes, Madeline, I'd love to go away with you and have sex with you in the woods and make up for, you know, blah, 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 blah. But he's just lying there ignoring her. Chloe walks in with a school project. No. It's called, <laughs> it's called Opposites. So Madeline's like lying at the back on the chaise lounge or whatever. Um, and Chloe holds up a drawing. One half shows a door and the other half is a picture of a woman and it's of Madeline. And when Madeline says she doesn't understand, Chloe helpfully gives her a clue by saying, well, the door is hinged. <laughs> this is a door. It's hinged. Like, and this is you. The way she delivered it was unbelievable. It was like, it was the level of shade of that. It was so full of shade. But, but also, if you watch Drag Race, it was literally like the library opening. Like, it was delivered so flawlessly. And I don't yeah. know if she even meant to hurt her, but she's just like, yeah, you're unhinged. She's obviously heard someone at school say that her mum's unhinged. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think it was meant, I don't think she meant it to be offensive, but also Madeline didn't like run her or give out to her. She was just like, oh, is that it now? Yeah, she's like, I, well, I am unhinged, but when that happened, I was like, having one of those moments being like, no way, no, that did not, no, it's a, it's hinged. Because I didn't get it when I was looking, at, I was like, oh, a door, it's wooden, she's wooden, I, I don't, I didn't. I was, I was like, no, it can't be unhinged, because like, well, I always door, call people unhinged. unhinged, I call myself unhinged, so like, funny. I like calling people unhinged, so it really spoke to me, but it was definitely the sickest burn in Big Little Lies history. Yeah. Oh, so good. Or herstory. Uh, Renata and Gordon arrive for their bankruptcy hearing, you know, the special weekend one, so they didn't have to deal with the penniless losers. Um, she's like, so they're walking in, and Renata's like, let's move this along, I have a party to throw. And walking in, she's like warned not to say that she's like throwing this lavish party because you're supposed to be... <laughs> However, assets not been frozen. I know. Um, so they go into the room, sit down, and the legal fella like lists off all of their worth, and then even takes the watch off Gordon's wrist. And the wedding ring off Matt, off uh, Renata's finger. Um, and he looks through a few, like, you know, um, receipts and invoices. And there's a medical bill. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, what's this for? And Renata just kind of looks, she's like, what's it for? And she just mumbles a few times. He's like, what's it for? And he's like, did you not run it through insurance? And she's like, no, I couldn't claim it back on insurance. It's not eligible. And he's like, well, <laughs> well what, what, what is it then? And she just, like, it's for like a few grand. She's like... And she just... <laughs> points to the middle of her forehead like to suggest Botox and she's just like from dealing with men like you all my life and like 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 aims that at the the dude that's like doing the bankruptcy hearing and obviously Gordon who's sitting beside her I mean it couldn't have gone worse no and then your man turns around and says you know how did you get here today (laughs) and he takes the car as well yeah, but I hated the way Gordon offered up that it was a Tesla. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, like, oh, Tesla 2017. I was like, like Gordon, seriously, can Renata not have anything? Yeah. You really effed this all up. It's not her fault. She's self-made, for God's sake. should have travelled there in some sort of a clapped-out micro. Do you know. know what I mean? Um, so in the cab home, obviously, because the car's gone, Renata says, there will come a day you will pay for all of this, Gordon. <laughs> she's like, but not today. This is Amabella's day because they're heading straight to the, the disco party. And she's like, this day will be filled with laughter and magic and pure joy. And like, she's on the verge of a yeah, breakdown. Yeah. Cut back to the house. It's popping. No, the outfits, the Everyone face makeup. looked The wigs. Stunning. 
the 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 music. Yeah. Oh, it was. I wanted to be there. The same, and I wanted one of those goodie bags. Yeah. What was in them? They I looked great. One second, it's the hay fever. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh, sorry, lads. Okay. My goodness. Um. So yeah. Look, I thought everyone looked amazing. Phenom. Es- especially Bonnie. Oh. I thought Bonnie looked great. She's so beautiful. They all are. I loved Madeline's pink trousers. I loved Renata and Annabella's matching outfits in gold. Like yeah. there's a picture of the two of them. It's on our Instagram at Shrine Pod. I am dressing up as them for Halloween. Uh, so Bonnie brought her mother, who is a disco diva. Yeah, and um, a clairvoyant. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, Jane brings Corey, because they're kind of seeing each other, even though she's a little unsure. Renata's like, he's very cute. And Jane is like, calm down. So this is, interestingly, the first party that they've all been to at the same time since Trivia Night. Yes. Uh, which I just think was like interesting to watch the, the dynamics. Uh, Mary Louise, as the party goes on, she's off meeting a solicitor to find out about taking the twins off oh. Celeste. He basically tells her that she needs to play dirty um, and tells her that she needs to call every family lawyer in the area so that when Celeste phones to get one, that they're... Th- it's a conflict of interest. It's, it's a base, yeah, exactly. It's I wrote that down. I'm going to do that one day for some situation Jesus in my life. Christ. That was good legal advice. I was like, ooh. Yeah, okay. Only I Elle Woods never need to be in that. that position. Me too, but you never know, my love. Um, Madeline, Celeste and Bonnie, back at the house party, they gather around the bar and they're having a conversation. And Madeline turns around and says to Celeste, what exactly does your mother-in-law know? She said she threw me a very suspicious look the yeah. other day. And Celeste says, if anything, she's suspicious of me. And then Madeline goes, does that not bother you? And Celeste said, yes. And if I could do it all again, I wouldn't go along with your lie. Oh, that which, was... Which really upsets Madeline. She's like, uh, my lie. She's like, we're all in this together. Celeste's like, well, you're the one that suggested that. But it's very easy to say that now, you know? Yeah. Now, Bonnie's mother is watching like a hawk from across the room. She senses oh, the situation. Oh, absolutely. She's a very intuitive person. Her that guides woman. are speaking to her. Yeah. Um, also, at, for, at this point, can we just talk about the soundtrack? Like, we've spoken <sighs> about this before. It's so good. In the background, Bee Gees. How Deep Is how Your Love? How Deep Is Your Love is playing. Now, I know the Take That did a cover of it in the 90s, but the Bee Gees, How Deep Is Your Love, I'm, I know... It, it. The Bee Gees are one of my favourite groups of all time, but that song is powerful. Yeah. It was great. It's just stunning. So with How Deep Is Your Love as a backdrop, Renata gets very upset with Gordon and tells him that her life has gone to shit. He's taken everything, all of her achievements and accomplishments and turned them into shit as well. But she goes, I blame my choices. I blame my stupidity. Yeah, that was a bit cutting, wasn't it? Yeah. And she's just like staring at Amabella being like, you know, everything that I did, I did for her and now it's gone. Mm -hmm. Um. Jane and Corey uh, share a nice dance, but then she gets a flashback to the night that Perry raped her again. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie's mother says um, she doesn't like the energy in this house. She's like, not the party. The party's great. She's like, there's something deeper. There's an energy I don't like. I don't like the vibe basically of you and your friends. She senses Gordon's trains upstairs. She's like, I don't like the energy around you. And then Bonnie just tells her, she's like, it's your weird imagination. She said it. And then her mom says it's not. Her mother then puts her hands on Bonnie's face just kind of like gently just like on both sides of her face closes her eyes like she's trying to read her mind and then Bonnie like stops her she's just like no um, Ed turns up looking like Disco Stew no he was Disco Stew likes to boogie yeah um, says he won't dance with Madeline for show she's like do you want to dance he's like yeah I do want to dance with you but I'm not dancing with you here well, sure, for a show for everyone a few minutes later right uh, Nathan walks in and sees this kind of like little 
friction and uh, asks Ed if he's okay. The next minute, there's literally wigs. Wigs like, fine. Nathan rips the wig off Ed's head. Hold my hoops, literally, like, <laughs> oh, like nails flying. Yeah. So Renata, who is like so determined for this to be a day of pure joy and magic and happiness, <laughs> like runs across the floor and like rips them the apart. Two of them need to sort out their differences. I know. And, she, and like Renata's like, we are meant to be happy. This is about happiness today. Like it's just like okay, love. Like clearly, it's not. Yeah. Again, back to the soundtrack. The band kick into Disco Inferno. That band, by the, the way. Uh, that band's um, a real yeah. group. <laughs> I was going to say, they were amazing. No, they, they're the, the Tramps. Disco Inferno. Oh, so The good. actual Tramps. So it was like, Renata hired them. Amazing. Amazing. Throwback. But I mean, should she not be saving whatever few euros she's got left no, she's to live off? No, she's, she's a woman on the verge. She but you think care. you'd siphon off, you know, a couple of thou and keep them there to, you know, do the food shop for the next few months? <laughs> you'd think so. Instead of she, blowing it on these goodie bags. She just wants it to be the best party ever and she doesn't care of what price or cost. Uh, Jane takes a moment outside. She's sitting out the back and Corey goes and finds her. And then Jane explains to Corey why she's been finding the start of their, you know, relationship or dating so hard. And he just holds her hand. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment where I decided we do like Corey. Yeah. Oh, you're reserving judgment, are you? I just don't know. Oh, okay. Jane seems to be rebuilding her life. She doesn't seem to be struggling with the situation as much, which I, is understandable considering her relationship with Perry and who he was to her and what he did to her. But... It just seems, I don't know. I feel like the way he asked her about the Monterey Five, I feel like he, that was there for a reason. They Mm. put that scene into this show for a reason and it hasn't been explained yet. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Renata then sends everyone off. The party's ended with very glam looking goodie bags. Uh, What is in them? Dying to know what's in them. Like (sighs) what could be in them? Like definitely a really expensive hair conditioner, like a deep deep conditioning treatment right. um, maybe some sort of uh, like jewellery like a I don't know maybe a mobile phone or something like that what? I feel like Renata goes like proper Oscars like goodie bag so level one, one of the parents says to her she's like even better than Frozen and Renata <laughs> is genuinely through. she's like are you are you for real and she's like yeah honestly she's like you're not lying to me or she's like no it was better than Frozen <laughs> like this has made Renata's day um on the way out the door, uh, Bonnie and her mother are leaving. They're having a, a, a bit of a chat as well. Bonnie's mother hits the deck. She just collapses. Yeah. She's had a stroke. So we're shown that she sees kind of sp- kind of spots and a bit of water. It's very faint. It's not quite clear. Um, Madeline tells Ed later that night that she thought Bonnie's mother was going to die. She's like, it puts everything into perspective and then just turns around and goes, look, if you're going to leave me, would you just leave me? And- in, in fairness, I got, I get where she's coming yeah. from at this stage, but un- but Ed does need time. But he's, instead of being like this supportive, sensitive husband that he was in season one, now he's just this passive aggressive, like he's yeah. not making heads or tails of the situation. I'm like, Ed, make your mind up. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm here. I'm on time. She's like, yeah, like you're physically here, but, but- like you're not here. She's She's like, you're not even close. Um, Jane and Celeste meet for a fire pit wine, obviously. Looks great. Love a fire pit wine. Um, And Jane asks Celeste if Perry ever raped her. Celeste says no. Yeah. Now, I wondered watching that if she just genuinely doesn't think that he did. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if she's lying or if she didn't consider it. She kind of brushed past it and she tried then, to avoid it initially yeah, yeah yeah that was very telling yeah I don't think Celeste sees herself as an abuse victim still yeah hmm. um, 
Jane heads off home, but Celeste stays and she has another drink with the barman. Ding dong. We'll come back to that. <laughs> um, back in the hospital, Bonnie is sitting beside her mother. Um, there's a flashback of her mom shaking her at the at Amabella's party, and then it flashes back again to her mother shaking her as a child in kind of a similar, very similar position. Uh, a man who I assume is Bonnie's dad. Yeah. Visits. Um, and basically turns around and goes did you say something what did you do did you cause her stroke Bonnie's that like, was uh, yeah like, uh, what did no. you say to her yeah. and she was like I didn't cause her to have a stroke yeah. if that's what you're implying very I thought that, you know abrasive. when you think about Bonnie and Nathan's relationship and then her mum and the dad or the stepdad I think yeah. it's the dad I don't know Is it? I know that people have said to us before that in the book it is said that Bonnie's ha- had a uh, yeah, violent childhood. That, yeah. uh, I don't. I don't know because we haven't read the books. But the their situations are almost the same. It's like um, like they're both two free spirited women, and then they're married to these kind of like real normal everyday guys yeah. that don't seem to really get them. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Can I just say at this point in the series? I would like us to be a bit further on than we are. Well, we'll get to that in thoughts and theories. I go to Brendan earlier so on. I go, fire. I go, oh, yeah, yeah. I've got a few thoughts and theories written up for later on. And he goes, I have a thought. And I said, what? And go on. Can something fucking happen? Yeah. Like, we are we are four episodes in. There are three episodes left in the series. And, you know, we need a bit of a... Now, to be fair, though, when I watched rewatched season one... It was the same. Same. Nothing happens until yeah. the last episode. Yeah. So that's uh, it's just, that's it's just way. the way the yeah. lie is woven, my love. Yeah. Um, d- 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 where was I? Mary Louise, who by now I really don't like. No, I absolutely, I can't stand the woman. No. And not even in a I love to hate her kind of way. I'm actually just like, I actually don't like Do it. Do we all know a Mary Louise? Um, I don't know, but don't I, know. there's parts I so. of her her character that you almost get it okay yeah I, you could you could in a sense on paper feel sorry for her she's lost her two sons the husband's gone and she's trying to replace them with these her two grandsons yeah. now you get that on paper totally but we know by watching her that how she's going about this it isn't because of love it's because she wants to right the wrongs that Replace she feels some, have been yeah, done to her yeah. so and she wants to tear Celeste down and ruin her life while she's doing it yeah. so it's it, it, I don't I can't feel any sympathy towards her anymore I also feel like she could be the abuser she's so manipulative oh she is abusive no but was she is she was she abusing her children when they were mm, growing up maybe yeah, I don't know. She's having pizza with the twins anyway and gushing again over how great Perry was and he used to do this with Pulling the pizza the and he cheese. used to say, oh, did he stretch the cheese? Like, oh, like, give it up. How many times have you got to hear about the shit that he did to women? Yeah. No. Um, Madeline tries to get sexy with Ed. He just rolls over in the bed. Like, not happening. I was half asleep as well, though. I'm like, Madeline, yeah. Then, I just, he's not ready. No, uh, no. And then she starts thinking about the other fellow does she is there like a yeah. little scene there were flashes to yeah. your man from the school I think it's just like a contrast of her and yeah. Joseph and you know Joseph that's his name um, where's his wife with the new tits oh yeah I love <laughs> did her. you get your nose done no <laughs> um, so back in the hospital Bonnie goes to get a, a machine coffee in the corridor and sees that policewoman <sighs> whose name always escapes me and mm. no Anyway, yeah. Bonnie flies off the handle. She's Adrian. Like, Adrian, she's yeah. like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, like freaks out. 
Jane arrives and calms her down. She's like, she's here for some other completely random separate case. Like, there was a... I think somebody got knocked down by a drunk driver or something like that. Yeah. But like, hello, Bonnie. Talk about like blowing your cover. But but then maybe that's, you know, once we get to the trailer for next week. <laughs> You're like, something's happened. No, finally. there's... That's in there. That's in there for a reason. Yeah. Um... Mary Louise um, had taken the twins for the night when they were eating their pizza in her house, uh, her new apartment in Jane's building, <laughs> and brings them back to Celeste's house the next morning because that was the agreement. She walks into the house. Oh, God. Celeste is standing like in kind of like the dining room with her back against the table, looking just a bit dazed and confused. And you're like, oh, she's obviously hanging after, you know, her drinks in the bar the night before. Well, it turns out she's taken more pills. Yeah. And she's obviously hung over as well, but she doesn't even really know where she is. Like, no. she's, like, not present. No, at all. The barman from the night before, Joe, strolls in, topless, looking for his clothes. So he'd obviously... And then be- Mary, we starts picking up the clothes on the floor yeah. and all as well. And then he goes over and shakes one of the twins' hands. He's like, oh, hey, dude. And I'm like, oh, my oh, God, dear. this is beyond inappropriate. Yes. So Celeste uh, admits to Madeline that she's been taking those pills again. Um, says... Uh, and then Madeline says she dropped the boys off at Jane's um, that she needs... Sorry, Mary Louise tells... Yes. Celeste, that she dropped the boys off at Jane's. She's like, we need to talk. Um, She tells her that she needs to take real time to heal and that Max and Josh should live with her. I almost at this level and at this stage of the series would not be surprised if Mary Louise paid that bartender to full on like talk to her all night give her drinks and go home with her I'm actually at yeah. that level and slip her a pill in her drink I I think she is capable of that I could be reading too far into it yeah. but like I just feel like Mary Louise is on a mission to get these kids this yeah. is all working out too well why were the two like oh I yeah. don't know um, when Celeste says no to taking her children off her Mary Louise hands her that legal letter which says that she plans to take them uh, Madeline and Renata meet to discuss that whole shit show and Renata says that she's got Celeste a good lawyer, but she would have got her a better one yeah. only for when she called them. He was like, oh no, it's a conflict of interest. I've, you know, already been contacted. Yeah, which means I, that those yes. dirty tricks from earlier have worked. Yeah. Um, the cop uh, swings by and uh, says that she heard Madeline did a, a great talk in the school the other day. And uh, Madeline's like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's everyone have their camera phones out. It's probably on Instagram. And the cop's like, oh yeah, I'll go and find it. Um... And then she's like, you, you know, you have a nice day, ladies. You're both looking well. And she's like, what the hell was that? Um, Jane asks Mary Louise if she's planning to take Ziggy next. And Mary Louise is like, no, you're a wonderful mother. And um, explains that she thinks that Celeste is, uh, has mental and emotional. Yeah. That her mental and emotional health is, is, is a concern. Yeah. Um, she's like, you know, you haven't, you've only seen, you know, her front facing. You haven't seen her, you know, at home. You haven't seen the pills. She's like, there was something there with a, with a trauma on the end of it. <laughs> I was going, Mary Louise, you know what trauma doll is. Get over it. Yeah. Um, Celeste goes to see her counsellor to, I think, ask her that if there is legal proceedings to ask her to basically back her and not back Mary Louise. I think, yeah. Is what was going on there. And then the counsellor says, um, you know, whatever you say to me is doctor patient privilege. And I'm like... Mm. Is it though? There's a question mark over that counsellor. Yeah, and it was interesting this episode how she wasn't really in it. No. Um, Madeline, did Madeline go to see her in this episode? I think she mm. might have flexed briefly. I could be wrong. It goes by very fast. The uh, therapist uh, suggests to Celeste that she settle with Mary Louise and Celeste is like, oh I absolutely gosh. will not settle. I'm going to win. Like, what? Yeah. Like, um, weird. 
Yeah. And the episode ends with Bonnie's <coughs> mother. Sorry. That's all right. The episode ends with Bonnie's mother waking from her coma but unable to speak. She has another flashback, which we get to see. It's underwater. And at the very end, it appears to show Bonnie kind of floating face In down. Underwater. So she, so it's it's basically implying that she has a premonition that Bonnie's going to drown. Is that how you read that? That's how I read it. But the, I've got a couple of theories about it. Okay, so. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So I've got a couple of theories about it. Um... That situation is okay. Do you think Bonnie's mum's a psychic? Um, I mean, I don't really believe in psychics anyway. Oh, I think she's me. quite intuitive. Yeah. So, it, yeah. So th- these are the questions I have: Is Bon is Bonnie going to drown? Is it as simple as that that she has a premonition? Is someone going to drown? Is it a red herring or is it a metaphor for the guilt that Bonnie's feeling? Because everyone says you drown in your own guilt. I think something happened already though, because remember a few episodes ago, Bonnie's mother said, "What have you done this time?" And her dad, when he came into the hospital, said, what did you say to her? I know. I just don't feel like... I, I just think it seems very weird that she keeps kind of trying to touch her and trying to get the vibe of the situation. And then she's seeing this really... Like, it's a real clear image. It's Bonnie. It's not like it's mm. vague or it's, you know, that we don't know what's going on. It just seems very weird that she's seeing that for Bonnie. And I'm like, okay, is... The way they've set this up, and we'll go through the trailer for next week, but is Bonnie going to be the reason why they find out about the lie? And then is she going to feel so guilty about it that she's going to keep walking into the water? Because we keep seeing her walking into the water. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But then it goes back to her childhood. And she's like, doesn't, didn't we see her teacher how to hold her head underwater or something? That was her mum. Yeah. Trying to hold her head underwater. So... I don't know, but what I think is like, is Bonnie just like dealing with so much and she's kind of pretending that she's okay. She was dancing with Ed at the party and Madeline was going mad. Like, I don't know. I just feel like something bad is going to happen to one of them. Yeah. And I think that Bonnie has almost been, she's suffering the most because she is the one who pushed him. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she's going to be responsible for the reason why they find out. That detective being in the hospital is setting something in motion. 
Yeah, totally. So, so is Bonnie, and oh, so, so basically, right? The trailer for next week. I'll go through that now because that's going to make sense to what we're saying. Okay. So, uh, next week's trailer, uh, HBO put it up on YouTube, and the description reads: Tensions continue to rise as each of the women deals with their respective family dramas. Um, and the clip opens with Sky and her mum Bonnie at Elizabeth's hospital bedside uh, we then see Mary Louise and Celeste in what appears to be some sort of like custody hearing or mediation between lawyers and Mary Louise says she's not well we have to do what is best for the children um, in a separate clip Ziggy asks Jane um, what he says to Jane I can't grow up to be like my father meanwhile Ed tells Madeline you left me with the most difficult choice of all to stay with a woman that I simply cannot trust and then we see a flashback of Trivia Night and the events that happened before Madeline speaks to the other members of the Monterey Five and Madeline says they'd have to prove we were lying to which Bonnie replies what if they can oh so next week that's the reason why I'm saying Bonnie is the yeah yeah is a what if they can prove it and then the whole situation with Ed I have a theory about this so why is Ed still with Madeline he clearly doesn't want to be with her he doesn't want to get close with her again he doesn't trust her he doesn't seem to have any interest he's not even trying and I get that he's really hurt but what I'm starting to think is remember last week when Madeline had her outburst at the school and then he said something to Celeste like what haven't you told me yeah and I'm going did Bonnie tell Ed? Is I, Ed the missing piece? Is his anger going to cause the reason why the lie unfolds? Ed, that situation with Ed is there. Yeah. And him and Bonnie are growing increasingly close. Are they going to, something going to happen with them? And is she going to spill the beans to Ed? Because mm-hmm. at the moment, she can't trust her mum because she can't, she doesn't have a good relationship with her mum. The stepdad or the dad, we don't, we, they don't yeah. have a good relationship. And she doesn't have a good relationship with her husband or any of the women. So Ed is her only like lifeline at the moment mm. and I'm like is something going to happen there she definitely seemed in better form in this episode until obviously her mother hit the deck yeah but I almost feel like is that just setting it up even more for a fall yeah it's a bit weird that she's going from being kind of so guilt ridden to to now kind of yeah you know seeming okay so that's one theory I have about Ed I just feel like the Ed Madeline thing like it hasn't improved whatsoever yeah and he's hanging around for a reason I think that um, if we talk about Mary Louise for a second you know I, I think on the face of it she's like you know we have to do what's best for the kids and I think she genuinely does believe that but she's not doing it for those reasons she's doing it because she's lost two sons and yeah. she's trying to replace two sons and she just wants to take them at any and she cost. also feels like Celeste is the reason why her husband's dead she blames Celeste she blames Celeste's friends she knows something happened so yeah. she's trying to get revenge at the same time mm-hmm. um, Jane's date I know this episode he did handle uh, her telling him about what happened to her well. I thought he handled it really well is he all he seems I think you're just suspicious of everyone. I am a bit suspicious of everyone uh, Ed and Bonnie dancing together again that was just something I was like oh, like yeah yeah, um, Ed and Madeline. Yeah, is he working with the police? Is Ed working with the police? Yeah, or are him and Bonnie closer than we think? Does he know it all? Is he biding his time? Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised there if they've had a conversation that we haven't seen and she's told him stuff. Yeah, um, Bonnie. Obviously, we know we know something's going to happen in some way 
with that situation. And now her mum can't talk to even tell her the warning signs, which is tragic. I've literally just had a thought as we're sitting here. What? As he takes another bite out of the cake. So, which one of the five keeps blacking out and can't remember large periods of time? Oh, stop. Yeah. Celeste keeps blacking out and she's like, I can't remember, can't remember driving, can't remember bringing your man home. Oh my God. What has she said during those times? Yeah. That she can't remember And sure Mary Louise is always saying stuff to her in her sleep and everything. Yep. So it's Celeste. Oh God. And then what if Mary Louise has like recorded it? But you know the way from even from episode one she was standing over her she was having her dreams and she yeah. was like oh who are we killing? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Great point Brendan. Great spot. Um, is someone going to die? Jan Scott wrote to us on Twitter and she says if there's a murder in this series then it has to be Meryl and there will be a line of people to throw her over that cliff. <laughs> <laughs> That's how a lot of people after, uh, feel after this episode. Uh, Ellie Bond on Twitter said, Mary Louise is the mother-in-law from hell, the child snatcher. I wonder now if Perry is responsible for the death of his brother as Mary Louise has a towering ability to excuse his behaviour and rewrite history. She is trying to gaslight Celeste and Jane. Mary Louise, Perry and now Max all seem to register on the psychopathy, psychopathy scale. It's very spooky. True. I think that Mary Louise talks so highly of Perry because maybe she blamed him for something that he, that he didn't do. Yeah, that's very true as well. Um, and yeah, so we've seen the trailer for next week. The medicine cabinet beside Celeste as well. With there the was Vicodin a lot. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, like that's a lot. And also if you're not... You know, if somebody isn't, you know, if you're not being beaten at the moment, you shouldn't need that many painkillers. Yeah, that's true. Um, and also, one thing I want to know, and I need to put up a, a poll on Twitter, is which was more iconic, Mary Louise's scream or Celeste slapping Mary Louise? Oh, Celeste slapping yeah. Mary Louise, definitely. <laughs> especially because, especially because, like, like the glasses went flying off as well. Like yeah. that was a proper, like that was a slap. It was brilliant. Um, Could you imagine being Nicole Kidman and like opening the script and it's like you have to slap Meryl like, Streep but like we're not faking it you're going to slap Meryl Streep across the face but like her coming back going what was that foreplay like Ooh. no that would make your blood turn cold slap her again yeah you probably would um, the fun fact of the week that I never noticed before Sharon Carl. Carlton wrote to us on Twitter and she pointed out something very interesting she said I'm watching The Fault in Our Stars at the request of my daughter and I'm amazed to find that Jane played by Shailene Woodley is in the lead role and Renata excuse me Laura Dern is playing her mother how did I never realise that never copped that uh, Laura Dern was in that yeah so they they were obviously had worked together before amazing Uh, also this week I found an interesting article. The soundtrack in Big Little Lies is always a big talking point. It's one of like one of a lot of people's favourite things about the yeah. show as well. Like this week there was more Fleetwood Mac, there was Bee Gees, there <sighs> was, yeah. It was it was absolutely brilliant this week. Uh, so the creators of the show this week revealed to Elle magazine that they have hidden clues in the season two music if you listen very closely. Um, well, well, like it sounds juicier than it actually is. Oh. You know, because I was like that when I read it. I was like, ah, like going mad. Uh, so Jean-Marc 
Valier and the music supervisor Simon Astell explain how the soundtrack takes us into the characters' minds. Um, and they see it as less of a score and more of getting into the minds of the characters and they could there could be some clues if you listen very closely. So in the final moments of this week's episode we see Bonnie's mum, Elizabeth, waking up after suffering what doctors believe is a stroke and she has a vision of her daughter floating in the ocean. The moment features a reworked version of Tommy... Thomas, Timmy Thomas, why can't we live together? Okay. And then it fades to black, forecasting what we expect to be an ominous final three episodes from for Bonnie. Um Elizabeth's big vision moment is a shift for Big Little Lies because the executive producer doesn't simply use music as a score, it's part of the characters' lives and minds. But as Bonnie floats into the abyss, the music seems to be playing on an unconscious level. So um, Jean-Marc says, at the end of four, we were looking for a track to finish, but done in a way where we could also have the feeling that something mysterious is going on. So he was like, we're wondering what the hell is this? What is she seeing? What are these visions? And also he went on to say that when Renata was driving the car, car and I think in episode 2 or episode 1 they kept playing What Becomes of the Broken Hearted oh, right. and then when she got into the car again a little bit later in the episode the same playlist was on okay. so it's like they almost have they say that they almost have a soundtrack for each character yeah, and that the music has meaning so in this episode like it was How Deep Is Your Love playing when her and Gordon were talking about you know everything going to shit yeah. so it's like how deep is your love like are you going to stay together now that there's no money absolutely so that's going to that is something that I'm like It's we all knew it already we knew that the music is like so powerful in this series and you remember the moments from what song is playing almost Yeah. but it is something that definitely I, we all will start to kind of listen more carefully to what the lyrics and the songs are saying to what the character's feeling at that particular time oh 100% my love and um, so yeah, it's been, we're hoping next week there's going to be a bit more action. I would like something substantial to happen, like even if it's a character death or Ooh. even if it is th- there being enough evidence to bring them all in and question yeah, them, I'm yeah. looking for something to happen. I still feel like as with last week, we're still going up that roller coaster and we are about to yeah. bolt it down. Okay, but as we're long as we still do. still at the tipping point, but are we going to be tipped we need to be tipped. Tip me, Brendan. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I'm hoping for next week. Um, well, Brendan's off on his holidays. I'm going to be sitting here sneezing and Hannah is going to be back from the glamorous place where she is. Some sort of sunny country. She's yeah. at a wedding. Um, and that is it for this week of Big Little Shrine. If you have any thoughts or theories, get in touch on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. We're at ShrinePod or email us at ShrinePod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate if you could subscribe on iTunes. Go on. Rate us. Go on. And leave a review. We'd be so, so grateful. Five, when five are stars. we dressing five up stars. as Renata and Amabella? Can I please be Amabella? We can do it for the final episode when we're all back together. Oh, we'll have to watch it all together and make some we sort will. of cocktail, for five cocktails. Yeah, with Diana Ross playlist in the background. What drink for each? They'd all have to be wine, wouldn't they? Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Although we're not get a cocktail for Mary Louise. I'm sure we will. Whiskey sour. <laughs> oh. Sour bitch. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.